y'all doing? Welcome back to part two of uh, Ministry versus uh, Ministry. This is your host, Tay, and this is a podcast for the real. How y'all doing? You know, if you made it to uh, part two and you're not offended and ready to crucify me to the cross, you know, uh, I, w- I would like to personally say I didn't do my job. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Not really. But uh, anyway. So we back. Ministry versus ministry. Man, a street versus ministry. And today we're going to talk about the leaders today. We're going to holler at you, you know, point you out. You know, we're going to talk about you all day. We're going to talk about you. Your wise, your motivation. Or if you don't know if you are doing it to someone, you know, but we, but you are the topic. I want to hit you with a scripture. And it's okay. Just listen. Don't tell me I just yet. If you're going to tell me, I told me I not the scripture. But we're going to turn to uh, Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, many people be like, oh, snap, you know, death, the grave, all that stuff. You know, oh, my goodness. I, you know, I ain't trying to die or whatnot. Uh, you know, and that. And I'm like, yeah. We talking about physical death, also death in a lot of areas, death in relationships, ooh, death in situations, you know, death in death in many areas of your life, or which means death means things are not alive, things are dead, you know. We're gonna talk about that. Because there's a lot of people out here, especially leaders in some capacity, are leading and there's just nothing but death in your life because of things that you are doing wrong. Someone deceived you and taught you that this is right. Someone taught you the ways of man on how to do certain things in reality of like Proverbs 16 to say all the ways of man are clean in their own eyes, but the Lord way of the spirits, you know, kind of like uh, Proverbs 21, 16, like one of my favorite scriptures, the man that wanted out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. I'm talking about ministry or ministry. Yeah. You get to the point where you can be doing this for so long and on the outside appearance, seem like you're so successful. Everything's going good. You look like you got fruit. You know, you're the guy. But reality is, you just got a name, but it's dead. <laughs> you remind me of the, the Church of Sardis. <laughs> you know? You got to realize something. You are anointed. And you are gifted. And you know that. Also, you got to understand, you need to humble yourself. And allow God to continue to use you. Don't take over. Because something happens when you take over. You mess up. And messing up cannot, sometimes it's not necessarily can be a negative effect or a negative consequences. Sometimes it can be so successful that in the end you truly messed up. 
you do things in your personal gain and you become earthly or worldly successful, but ultimately you failed. You know? We all know that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of Lights. We all know that. We know that. We know gifts come without repentance. We know that, man. But as a leader, you got to understand something. You will give an account of your actions on this earth and how you deal with God's people. That will happen. And you got to understand the severity of that. Because I don't know what happens. But I, I had this issue. And I'm, I'm going to talk about myself because you probably feeling condemned and judged, which is okay. You know, the Bible said, therefore, there's no combination of Christ Jesus who wore not after the flesh, but out the spirit. But, you know, some people get that stuff. They just say, there's no combination of Christ Jesus. There's no combination of I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, bruh, that's if you wore not the flesh. But if you're in the flesh, you should feel condemned. Godly sorrow produces what? Repentance. But anyway, I'm going to get back to myself for a second to talk about myself and my situation. Don't you know, it got to the point where I realized I could do one thing very well in ministry. This is kind of like as I started at the very bottom, and I seen so many people so gifted and so anointed. I mean, I went to the school, I feel like I went to a school of superheroes, Bible school. Everybody was gifted and anointed. And I realized, boy, I suck. Oh, ain't I ain't that anointed, boy. I'm like, man, I could never really pray. I hated that. Because some people just sound so good praying. I'd be like, bruh, it's like when you pray so dramatic, so anointed, you know. Other people can sing, you know. And Lord knows I can't hold a note for nothing. Man, other people can do so much, man. I was, I, I was searching for what can I do, you know. I want to be part of the superhero group. Then I realized, you know, I could do this one little thing which would probably make me very successful in ministry. Well, at the time, I was searching to do ministry, but I ended up doing ministry. Well, I have, I have courage. I don't know if or I'm, I'm courageous. And I knew that I can be courageous because I I was very fearful my whole life. And I had to get to the point where I had to learn how to attack my fears. And I got very good at that to the point where I, I naturally, whenever I'm scared, I do exactly what I'm scared to do. I just naturally do it. I don't know where it came from, but I developed this 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 courageous thing. It almost turned into a gift where it's like I'm I'm willing I'm willing to go to the front lines and just go. I'm terrified, but I'm gonna go. I don't know where it came from, but I knew I could just do that very well. I knew I can be courageous because I think it became who I was. So I knew I could do it. I just treat it like a gift. I'm like, man, I can just be courageous, man. Whatever you need, I'm going to go. I ain't scared. Yes, I am. I'm going to go anyway. I tell myself, I ain't scared and I'm terrified. When God puts it in my heart, go do this. All right, let's go. When things need to be done in church, we need this to be done. Let's go. You know, it's just me. And then I realized. Things starting to happen when I go. 
I started being very successful. And I started realizing like, oh man, my courageousness or, you know, my courage opened up avenues for other things that I learned how to do, other skills I developed, like church planning, like evangelism, like teaching, like preaching, like giving prophetic words, you know, like, you know, I mean, you name it, boy, I started realizing like, man, I can do a lot of stuff, you know, just off me just going and just taking it by faith and just doing it, you know? And I started, you know, feeling myself a little bit because I'm seeing fruit that remain. Then I started realizing that uh, I'm not getting noticed like I wanted to. And then this thing deep down inside of rejection and appreciation and acceptance, this this void I had growing up, just 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 the the start, just twi- just twisting them inside like. Come on, man. This is your opportunity. You know what you got to do. Let's do it. You annoy you. I mean, look at it. You know, let's go, go for it. Go for it all. Go up the ladder. You know, go for it. Boy, did I. You know, and I start noticing that the more I do, the more I start feeling good about myself, which I knew was a mistake now, but I didn't know then. It's just like, man, I'm doing what I do. I start going up the ladder, man. To the point where I started seeing other people who was in competition with me in their own avenues. It's crazy, huh? In the church, yes. Yes, in the church. It happens. A lot of people. If you want to see some competitive races, go to church. Go in ministry. Don't let anybody be in one, one, uh, one department and you in another department. And don't let them get praise one Sunday and you don't get nothing. Ooh. I'm talking about leaders. I'm talking about all leaders. This is all leaders right here. Leadership. Let's keep it real, y'all. Can we talk about ministry? This second part, we keeping it real. And I and I rather talk about myself than talk about you first. And I'll talk about you second. So you can be like, okay, well, at least you talk about yourself. But anyway, I start realizing other people was doing other things and getting noticed. And I'm like, man, hold on, what I'm doing all of this, you know. Uh, you know, I got like I'm courageous and my courageous turned to other skills and those skills got sharpened and developed and now I can do this and I can do that and I'm still not getting noticed. What more can I do? Well, one thing about it is sometimes, you know, when God gives you a gift and you don't use it completely for the Lord and you don't give it back to the Lord, say, Lord, use this. You get in your flesh and your flesh take over. It's like your flesh used that same gift. And you start using it for your own personal gain. So you start figuring out, okay, how can I get noticed? What can I do? Who can I hang around? Uh-oh. Ah, leaders. We're talking about leaders. Come on now. Who can I hang around? Who's the anointed group? Who's the group that can always get noticed? Let me go, let me go, go over here. Let me let me act humble. Uh-oh. Let me act real. Let me let, let, let me peep it out. You know? And then you get over there, you realize, oh, these people are real legit, but uh, uh these people ain't all so perfect, huh? Oh, I know, I know, I know how they really are. I know what they was last week. Oh yeah. I know I know how to I know how to work around that area. So let me let me let me move in this area right here. Okay, I got it, I got it, okay. Now you get close and you realize, oh, you ain't all that. I know you, I know you're dirt. Uh, I know you're dirt. So uh you can't move you can't you can't move up because I know what you do. But you don't know what I do. So I'm gonna move right past you. I know exactly and then you move right past him. 
And then you climb up the ladder, not knowing that this pride of this selfish gain, this ambition is just driving you all because you want to be seen. You want to be heard. You want to be the anointing. And you start getting in relationships with people you know good and well you don't have nothing in common with. You just dare because you they got what you want. And you use that. You know, you don't care about the individual. You don't care about them. But they have what you want. So you hang around. You feed. You get this one word that I cannot stand in church. It's impartation. Because it's real. You start, they start feeding you. You start, you start eating because during this time, you're very teachable because you got a, a personal goal in mind. You are very teachable when you have a personal goal or to, uh, for gain in mind. You're very, very teachable. You, you, you receive everything. You're eating everything. Because you know you're just getting bigger and stronger behind the scenes. Until, you know. So, I, I do that. You know, at the same time, I keep my own personal identity, you know. I keep my own personal identity a little bit. But I'm also just just, just riding the waves. Figure out how can I rise by feeding from other people. Start by getting certain clicks and certain relationships. Start seeing certain things. And then I start realizing, oh, and they're oh, they like, oh, you, you, you know what? You can do this? Yeah. Come with me. Do this. All right, cool. Perfect. The platform. Now I just went and made, I seen a trophy. A trophy is a a quote-unquote anointed Christian when you know and you're like oh that's a trophy so now I can use that trophy to, to, to get up there like I seen with certain people who quote-unquote who knew who knew they can sing who knew they anointed they just don't have the report don't have the platform so they go around certain people who can sing and they just go up there and like all humble and just blow it out the water like oh we gotta get you on Sunday service praise and worship up oh, there you go or evangelism, up oh, there you go. Or intercession and prayer, up oh, there you go. Or this, or the teaching, or Bible study, or this, or that. I mean, come on now, we've seen it all day. We leaders, y'all. Let's keep it real. Can we keep it real today in this podcast? We're talking to leaders about develop your ministry, how it start. Can we keep it real? We use people and their platform to literally push us up. I'm keeping it real. I've seen it done. Thousands of times, maybe thousands is a lot of word. I mean, probably like many, 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 many times. I seen it done. I watch people and then say, "Where well, I watch their whole process coming up." I had conversations with people. I know, I done it. They use certain people who are a trophy, the trophy person, to hang around. To build their report, to use their platform, to, to literally lift themselves up so they can be seen, and then they just skew, they just change. And what happens when that person finally get noticed? What happened when I got noticed, huh? You know? Because at the end of the day, it might sound like I'm wicked and evil. I love Jesus. I go to church. I pray. I worship. I just have certain things inside of me that ain't been filled. That I'm seeking from, you know, and honestly, I'm being deceived. I'm being led in the flesh. It's my flesh. Ooh, your flesh. And the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who may know it? Oh, my goodness, because I love me some Jesus. Don't get me wrong. But also, I want to be seen. Also, I want acceptance. I want to be loved. I want somebody to invite me over. 
I have no friends, truly. I make friends. You know, we know how to do it. And when you finally get that, that platform, that stage, and you get your stage all to yourself. And you, you do like anybody ever do in any competition. The church is real. You eliminate all competition. You make sure you are there every service. You make sure you dare every practice. You make sure you're on point. You are more disciplined in your own personal game than you ever is in any other thing because you know what you're after. You're after something. You would do everything you dare, but it will look like from the outside, you are diligent. You are faithful. You are wise. Oh, you, you are dependent. Oh, you're dependable. Oh, you did all the time. Oh, you help break down. Oh, you carry all the chairs back to the closet. You got more chairs in your arm than anybody in the whole church. Bring it down. You are setting up. Bring it down. You are there. You are standing out the church. You are you are up there every time. Altar call. You getting prayer. You confess. You doing everything, and you think you doing it, quote unquote, because and it comes from our prayers. Like you just this man of God faith, but honestly, you have something in game. You have something. You, you are you. You got a void. You something you trying to fulfill. You you you're trying to do something, and sometimes you really don't know you're doing it. And that's the scary part about doing all of this stuff. I didn't know what I was doing, really. I had an idea, but I really didn't know what I was really doing. I was just trying to come up in the game or in the church. I'm just trying to show myself, trying to show that, hey, I, I got a little something, something. Let me show y'all. But I didn't know that because I, I, I depended on my flesh a lot. I didn't know what my flesh was leading me to do. And I, I honestly, I was blind. Some stuff I was I knew. Some stuff I didn't. I didn't get it wrong. But some stuff is like, you know what, you know, you know. It's not quote unquote mischievous because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to hurt someone. I'm just trying to, you know, be seen. I'm trying to show what I have. You know, I don't want to be the black sheep all the time. I don't want to be person left out. You know, especially in church. But you move up. You get that place. And you finally feel kind of like, cool. And then something happens. Lord knows somebody get ordained in the church. Lord knows somebody get a higher, you know, this or that. Or or when it get to the prophetic land, and everybody, we all know what go down. You know, when everyone prophetic words start coming out and someone get a better prophetic word than you, uh-oh, it's over. You telling me this person got a prophetic word that's, that's, that's bigger than mine? Oh, let me peep this person out. Oh, uh, okay. Let's keep it real, y'all. These things that, 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 that build these, quote, unquote, these steps, these blocks that get you, this the foundation that's building before you become a real leader in the ministry. And these things that you ain't been dealt with, it's just, this is you coming up. We ain't even talking about when you actually become that leader. Or that ordained leader. We talk about you coming up as a no one trying to show yourself. And what will really get you the most when you see someone else who's not coming up the same way you are, but getting the exact same, you know, you know, stuff, achievements. When you see their heart is just they just nice, sweet as ever. They the coolest thing. It's like they, they have they humble. They love everybody. They doing everything right. But it seemed like, but you're jealous, you're envious because it's like, you don't got to do all this stuff to get what you have, but I got to do all this to get what I have. Yeah. That person become your enemy. We talking about a ministry. Yes. That person you don't like, you immediately don't like, you cut off. It's like, oh, like, dude, this person, 
actually doing it right. This person loves Jesus. They're doing it right. They're doing a ministry role. You're doing a ministry role. You know, and, and this person, your enemy. You know, it's like you don't talk. You know, it's like, like you think this person, oh, it's, that, that person think he all that. That person think, like, come on, that's foolish. That's childish, man. But hey, that's what happens, right? Just keep it real, yeah? Yeah. So now you're in competition again. It's like, and this is one of the biggest things that I learned coming up is that the flesh is never satisfied. This flesh want more prophetic words. The flesh want more hand claps. The flesh want more and more. And it's never satisfied. You will almost ain't satisfied. You, you can knock every person down and it's never satisfied. And you just continue rising and just hurting and doing everything that's not good you, for your own personal gain. All because you need acceptance. All because you never had a father. All because you never have a mother. All because you never had nobody to quote unquote love you or whatever. It's like whatever your reason is, you're doing all of this all because of that. That's how it, that's how real it is on this side. We ain't talking about the broken member side. We're talking about the leader side. Imagine this leader, your pastor. Imagine this leader, your deacon, your bishop. Your first lady, your first whatever, your 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 uh your evangelist leader, your your teacher, whatever you want to call it. Imagine this person, your leader. This is how he came up. Where anybody who is just as anointed as him or more is considered an enemy or a threat. Anybody who's less, you make sure you keep them low so they can know who's who's the anointed, so they can feed on you. Or anybody who's a leader, you like you out trying to make it be seen or always there. I mean, can you imagine this person as your leader? Huh? Imagine this person finally get what they really want. One thing about me that I learned, I had somebody call me out on this type of stuff. And it's, it wasn't nobody caught a call in my church. It was somebody personal that wasn't even like that. It was like, yo, bro, you tripping, bro. I'm like, yo, bro, it ain't that. Like, come on, bro. Like, come on now. You know who that person is? You know? I'm going to keep it real. That person, okay, can I keep it honest? Uh, of course, it's my wife, of course. My wife, ooh, Jesus, boy. My wife called me on a lot of stuff. But uh, that person, quote, unquote, is Jesus. I remember when Jesus called me out. When I said in a church, I meant kind of like, you know, members. But that person, Jesus, Jesus called me out, man. He called me out a while ago. He started, like, he showed me my heart. Because I finally got to a place, and I, you know, and I realized all the stuff that I kind of wanted, I realized I'm lonely, man. I don't have no true friends. And nobody want to hang around me. I'm like, this sucks. You telling me I did all of this to get seen just to be alone? And I can't share with no one genuinely? All I have is just me? And the people who, quote unquote, who could have probably been like some good friends to me, I pushed away. Some people that I can we can sit down and just kind of chat and, you know, go back and forth. Like, yeah, man, this and that, you know. I seen it as a threat, you know, and then I realized how to humble myself, man, how to forgive myself because I was hurt. Uh, you know me, I'm very dramatic. Anybody dramatic out here, I'm very dramatic. I had to humble myself, man. I'd be like, look, tell you, man, you can't be doing this, man. This is this is not love. This is not right. I'm like, because like, I remember Jesus told me, like, you know, like, I can, you know, tell you exactly what he said to me because that's personal. But Jesus let me, put me on game, let me know real quick, like, bro, this ain't cool. This ain't right, man. So I had to go back and how to humble myself. I had to remove myself from a lot of ministry stuff. Well, every ministry stuff. 
Because I got to the point where ministry was my life. Well, ministry was my life. When someone say ministry is their life, that is ministry. That's not your life. Your life is found in Christ. You're dead. That's a lie. You just deceived yourself. This is not your life. You have no life. Your life belongs to Jesus. So watch out for people's leaders who say that. Because I got to the point saying, I don't think I do good as ministry. That's when I knew that, uh, yeah, I probably don't got a better relationship with Jesus. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. That was my foundation coming up. Because all because I was rejected as a child, all because I was the black sheep amongst my family, all because I was never, quote unquote, given the opportunity to do nothing. I did all of that with personal gain. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I just want to be seen. I want to be, you know, noticed. And I got noticed. And I realized that at the end of the day, bro, I don't have nobody to share it with. I don't have nobody, you know, I mean, I have I have partners. I have friends, but truly it's like it it wasn't done right. It's like, you know how like when you do something with it's like, uh, it's like we it, oh, well, I don't know too many thieves out here. Everybody act like they ain't thief. But it's like, you know, like when you take something and it ain't supposed to be taken, it's like then they just don't feel right, you know. Like when you earn something, when you generally earn it, or when it's like a surprise, you know, it's like it's different. You know, it's just different. It hit different. It's like, man. You know, because in the, the day, I'm a believer. It's wrong. I had to, I had to, I had to deal with that. But now, now I'm talking to leaders who hasn't dealt dealt with that, who hasn't went back and you know, and like, hey, look, man, I gotta chill out. Hey, this ain't right. I gotta do it right. I gotta learn how to love. I gotta learn how to let the Holy Spirit, you know, bless me and do stuff. Start making stuff happen on my own. Cause, you know, we Christians, you know, we can make stuff happen. We man, you know, we made in God's image. We can make stuff. It, was, it ain't the best stuff, but we can make some stuff. But uh, now let's talk about to the leaders who hasn't, you know, had somebody call them out of Jesus or they haven't taken heed to what Jesus words or the Holy Spirit or their wife or anybody. Imagine those people, your pastors right now. Hmm? Imagine those people with, quote unquote, in their words, a flock or disciples or experienced uh, leaders in a church with other Christians who's kind of weak minded. You know, pastors, deacons, bishops. What about them? Because there's men and women that got out here, got to their position with personal gain, with flesh. It wasn't all, quote unquote, you know, just all easy. I mean, of course, it's all, you know, promotion coming out from the East and West, but from the North. It's all ultimately God, but I'm telling you, there's men and women that got out here, and those people, with those foundation of a ministry foundation that is not so pleasing to the Lord. With their own personal gain, their own pride. I mean, come on now. You can't tell them nothing. It's those people right there that, that hurts me because I was I was I was one of them ish. I wasn't a complete them, but I understand because I started off with that same kind of like, you know, mentality and ways. But it hurts because I seen what I done to people. And I wasn't like the leader like that. I can only imagine someone who's been doing this for years. Like years, 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 years. Like, yeah, like years. How much pain that I caused in just a couple years to someone who did like long years. Like people, I hurt some people, man. I'll never forget that. Like somebody messaged me 
when I finally like when I when I needed them like to get like a uh, help me with like a resume for some for like you know for Liberty University or something, I messaged this person I helped a while ago, you know, and all that stuff, and they and they told me they have nothing good to say about me. I don't like Jesus. I'm like I'm a G. I had to go to Jesus I'm like uh Jesus uh they, this person I got nothing good. It's just from their perspective, you know, or what they seen or how they how I treated them. And I realized, you know, tell them how much I hurt them, how much I didn't care about them, how much it seemed like, you know, some other stuff, you know. I don't want to get too personal, but it's like, clearly, it was, <laughs> some was, clearly something was going on in her perspective, a different was going on with my perspective, in his perspective. It's just a group of people, man, men and women, you know. And I realized as a leader, even though I was in training, I realized that uh, I need to I need to sit my butt down, man. I need to go back to the basics because at the end of the day, even though it was training, that was a soul, and I wasn't nobody pastor or nothing. I was just a you know, ministry leader, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, man, you gotta watch how you, you know. Sometimes you don't know what you're doing as a leader. Sometimes. Because as a leader, you see certain things as a leader, but sometimes it takes like you don't you don't get it from a member standpoint or a disciple standpoint or a, a regular person standpoint because you, you you don't see it from their perspective. Their perspective is totally different from yours. I learned that as a as a leader, and and I was kind of like a, just a regular person. It's just totally different. It's just different mindset. Everything is different. You might think, oh man, they they some great servants. No, they hate your guts. <laughs> Like what? Like we can literally see them faithful to us, but internally they ain't faithful to us. They just don't have nothing else to do with their life, and they just here, but they can't stand you. What you